Welcome to the Common Ground Unity Podcast, where we have great conversations with unity-minded Christians. Our goal is to encourage unity of the Spirit within the Stone Campbell Movement and beyond. We believe unity starts with a cup of coffee. So grab a cup and join us as we seek to fulfill Jesus' prayer that we may all be one. And now, here are your co-hosts, Megan Rawlings and... Kevin Whitham. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our Common Grounds Unity podcast. We're here with part two uh, as far as our talking with and having a conversation with Ben Brewster. So, Ben, we're glad to have you with us. Megan Rawlings is my wonderful co-host. Megan, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing, Kevin? Doing great. Excited about this conversation. Ben, welcome back. Hey, thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Megan. Good to be back with y'all. Little bit of introduction to Ben. Uh, ben is a preacher, and he's a church historian. He wrote a terrific book, Torn Asunder, uh, that was published in 2006. It's on College Press. Uh, you should order that and read it. It is well worth your time. Uh, he's married to Mindy. They have three kids. Interestingly, his educational background is in both streams of our movement. He got his master's uh, in church history from Cincinnati Christian University and then did undergraduate work at Ohio Valley and Oklahoma Christian University. So well-suited uh, with relationships in, in the different streams of this movement. We're glad you're with us. Now, listen, Ben, I am, I've got a serious question for you. So as you know, Kevin's a preacher. And I married my favorite preacher. And I know firsthand and from stories that a lot of my friends who have also married preachers or who are preachers have told, um, the ministry can be challenging. So I'm just curious, what do you think the secret is? And <laughs> maybe it's not a secret, but maybe it is. We're going to find out. What is the secret to the longevity of um, ministry? Yeah, you, you've been at that same church for 21 years, if I'm reading that correct. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I'm in a support group right now. This is great. Because um, <laughs> uh, y'all know what it's like. You know what ministry is like. But um, I, I think uh, God gave me a gift of being incredibly naive. Um, I don't always know when someone's <laughs> insulting me or being critical of a, a sermon um, I usually miss that, and uh, I think that that that's been a, a great thing. But but seriously, um, it's grace. Um, the people at this church have shown me an immense amount of grace over the years. Um, you know, I've I've preached sermons from when I first got here that I would probably never preach again. We all grow like that, <laughs> and uh, it, it takes good people showing a preacher grace because we're imperfect. We're going to struggle. Uh, we're going to let them down, and um, I've experienced grace in so many incredible ways here. Well, that's true of all of us, and I know you've been a blessing to them as uh, they have been a blessing to you. That, those are just good stories to hear of people that have lasted long uh, in churches because we do our best work out of relationships. So blessed to be with you today and blessed to hear that part of your story. La hey, last time we were together, we were talking about different personalities who stood out from your research of Torn Asunder. Um, and we talked about some of those that, that contributed to greater peace and unity. Who were some of the personalities that maybe pushed us more uh, toward division 
And what are some of our takeaways from their uh, influence on the movement? And what are things we should learn from them? Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, uh, there 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 were uh, people who who had a more negative bent. Um, Richard uh, Hughes, in his book, Reviving the Ancient Faith, uh, talks about the fighting style that existed in our movement. And um, so initially, I think of guys like um, Moses Lard. Uh, He was so strongly opposed to instruments uh, that he actually wrote that no preacher should ever enter a church building where there's an organ and that no individual disciple a Christian should ever unite with a church. I mean, he he wrote down these 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 items and said you can't ever do this. So very, um, he was very unbending in that regard. Um, probably the most well known person who um, encouraged division uh, was uh, Daniel Sommer, and uh, a legacy built on division. Um, there was a meeting that took place in in Sand Creek, Illinois, in eighteen eighty nine, and and Daniel Sommer um, gave what he called an address and declaration. There's about 6,000 or so people present. Um, and he said anybody, he called them innovators, and he just railed against them. Anybody uh, that innovates in any form that that goes outside of what we think they should, should do, uh, we cannot in any way have fellowship with them. And... Um, it was really a shock, I think, to a lot of leaders in the movement, uh, these hardline stances, because up until this point, you know, um, the, our, our ancestors in this movement had been able to work through issues. Uh, but now you have some very hard lines uh, being drawn that, that did so much damage, and, and we're still dealing with the consequences. Yes, absolutely. You know, that's super interesting because— uh, we're talking about the division within the restoration movement, and there is a lot of division in our political climate right now. And, you know, the culture wars we're experiencing in America and not just America, but everywhere, all over the whole world. What is God putting on your heart as you consider these um, divisions and how how do we translate, you know, we're trying to unify Christians. How do we unify everything else? Mm, that's a great question, Megan. And um, then I want you to solve world hunger. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me do that and, after I eat a cookie. Uh, <laughs> take a cookie, think about it. And uh, yeah. Um, See, you got me thinking about food again, Megan. You can't do this, okay? I'm a Southerner, and and now I'm totally distracted. But but seriously, uh, we're, we are living in a time of, um, we could argue, is unprecedented outrage. Uh, I think uh, Ed Stetzer, he's not really connected with our movement, but wrote a book called, recently, Christians in the Age of Outrage. And uh, we're seeing um, there's so many outlets for people to express their anger or their opinions about things uh, with social media. And I think it's a big challenge for us as Christians. Um, you know, we're, the Bible tells us to, to be quick to listen, right? To be slow to speak and slow to become angry. And as we look at the lessons from our history, we can see um, when, when this was followed, we, we could work through issues. Uh, but when we we gave into outrage and we elevated opinions or interpretations um, over 
what we would people would call the essentials, which we could never agree on those either. Um, we, we know the results of that. And so I think we, above anybody else in our movement, we know firsthand what can happen uh, when people divide. What do you think, kind of looking at this history, are some of the lessons we take away from some of these figures rising to such levels of prominence within a fellowship that was really, you know, at its heart trying to get us back to Jesus as being central. It seems to me that some of these personalities uh, carried so much sway. What do we take from that? Yeah, I think that's a good point, Kevin. Um, You know, Alexander Campbell truly believed that that our movement wouldn't divide, uh, that that we could work through these issues. And um, I think of something that Henry Webb, who was a professor at Milligan, and, and wrote a, a great history called In Search of Christian Unity. Uh, he said, uh, mistakes can't be undone, but they can be corrected. Mm. And mm. so um, when we look at these issues that had divided us, and and, and I, I, I struggle to understand why those issues have divided us, um, and, and I default a lot of times that uh, James North used to say a thing, we'll leave that to the theology department. We're, we're going to deal with the history here. Um, but it's, it, it is disconcerting and because you look at our heritage as a unity movement and, and how people once believed that the prayer that Jesus prayed in John 17, that, that, that is a possible prayer. Jesus didn't pray something that is impossible. And we, we once had this focus and this thirst and this dedication to unite people. And, um, when as long as we continue to to use our and there's nothing wrong with having differences of opinions, uh, but when we use those to divide us, uh, we're never going to see John 17 that prayer become a reality. Yeah, very good. What do you see um, as the current threats to the Stone Campbell movement right now? I, I think um, you brought up. I think it was you, Megan, that brought up um, our current political climate. Um, I, I think I, I've never seen Christians as divided um, as mm-hmm. they are now over politics, um, where Christians will will just launch into each other because of a political argument. Um, which candidate do you support? Which candidate, you know? And, and so um, I think what's happening is we are getting we're we're falling into the same traps that. Um, our our ancestors in the restoration movement fell into around the Civil War. Um, we are falling into these these arguments and these issues that that really are not germane to who we're to be about as um, as citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, Absolutely. you 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 read that and you start to feel like, well, it's deja vu all over again. Yeah, um, as you think about some of the the narratives in our DNA. You know, you mentioned one of those, Hughes's reference to the fighting spirit. And and maybe that's one you'd like to elaborate on a bit, but what what are, what are some of those things that you think we need to lose and really lay aside to press on towards greater unity or at least rethink? Yeah, I I think, uh, I think we need to move away from an either or narrative. Um, where you know we we say you either think this or you think this and 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 sometimes 
the the answers to our questions are both and, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that that's where the whole um, the liberty um, to to think differently um, that we once espoused um, and, and we once um, promoted. Uh, I, I think that's important that we move away from making things test of fellowship that should not be test of fellowship. And um, I think there's a lure to uniformity. Um, sometimes we confuse unity with uniformity and we think, oh, to be unified, we all have to think alike and look alike and act alike and worship alike. And, and that's not the case. In fact, I, I don't know if you can have unity without diversity. Um, and so I think imposing beliefs and practices, methods, you know, styles of worship or, or what, what have you, I, I think we need to, to move away from those things. And, um, to, you know, realize we have a selective use of scripture. We, we, we use scripture a lot of times. We, we come to it with, uh, this is what I believe. And we, we try to find scripture to back up what we say. And, and it's okay to form opinions and to study and to argue for your opinions. But one of the things we've seen in our movement is, um, this fighting spirit. We, if you read some of the old debate books, um, it was, it was brutal. It was brutal. Um, they weren't just dealing with issues they they were actually attacking people and, and you kind of, you know, Barton Stone once said something to the effect about not losing the spirit of Christ. Like it, we, we can get all these things right. If we lose the spirit of Christ, what's the point I'm paraphrasing. Right. Um, but I, I think that's something important uh, for us to remember that we can disagree without being disagreeable. Oh, well, well said. Stone and Campbell didn't even agree on everything. Absolutely. They had some major disagreements. They, yeah. they came at some things very differently. Mm-hmm. And yet the unity of the spirit was more important. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great takeaways. Um, how has your own uh, approach to uh, unity and fellowship shifted over the years? You've been in ministry a long time and you've, you've built relationships uh, beyond um your particular stream, the churches of Christ, how, how has that shift happened and how have you kind of experienced some of the things we're after in common grounds, built relationships with, with others that in, or in other streams or other, other movements? Yeah, I, I think the whole, and, and, and let me just add to that. What would you recommend to others who are uh, growing in that as well in their desire for unity? Go ahead. I, I think that, um, the table is a great place to build unity. I know common grounds. I, I love the the idea that unity begins with a cup of coffee. Um, but when you when you invite people to a table, when you share a meal, and I know that's kind of hard to do right now because we're in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but sitting down with people and and sharing a meal or or um, drinking coffee together, I think that's 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 a very simple first step. Um, I find a reason to be glad and and rejoice whenever I hear somebody lift up the name of Jesus. And I don't think about well, what's the name outside of their church building because Jesus is being lifted up and proclaimed. And, and I think that's a beautiful thing because Jesus is, is the hope of the world. And, and so I think if we can... Um, we can give each other some grace. We can realize we're all at different places in our spiritual journey, and um, that's that's going to look different. We're going to process things different. We're going to grow differently, 
And so we, we bear with each other. I mean, that sounds like a command out of the New Testament, I think. Bear with one another. Um, <laughs> and, and so... Don't, don't go all biblical on us now. I ben. know. No. <laughs> I know. It's, it's that, no, love it's it. It's preacher-itis, right? It's a condition. <laughs> and uh, I'm on medication for it, but I think I'm getting better. So. <laughs> no. Okay, what's the love medication? It. I can't tell you. I've got a need, a need for speed. I don't know. Are we allowed to quote movies on this? Are we going to get in trouble for royalty? You know, down in Louisiana, we have a lot of home medications that we can't really divulge. <laughs> I bet it's what Paul gave me when I had a bad cough. <laughs> ah, you cough know syrup. the secret, cough. Megan. No, I do. I do. <laughs> no, I'm a Christian. I don't know what you're talking about. I had a professor in grad school and he always said, if you are excited about correcting someone, then you are not the person to do it. And I I have seriously lived by that. And I think that that has spared me from some legalistic issues. And I kind of wonder if more people um, who do seek unity would take something like that. Like if I'm excited about making this person, like t- showing them they're wrong, then maybe I should like, you know, table that for a minute. Mm, what yeah. do you think? Well, that's- I think that's spot on. Um, uh, T.B. Larimore uh, once had a quote about this, um, and, and he gave the reason why he he does not, as he used the words, pitch into his brethren who don't do exactly as he does or understand things exactly like he does. And, and he said there were two reasons he didn't do this. Number one, he said that he could understand how it's possible for others to act correctly and still not do as he did. And the second one, and Kevin, you alluded to this, was that... Um, he just made a decision that above everything else, he was going to love his brethren and he refused to go to war with them because he loved them. Wow. Doesn't it just strike us that when we see Jesus praying in the upper room, um, the thing that he's praying for is that they might be one and come to complete unity. And, yeah. and so when we, we, we look at what's weighing on the heart of Jesus uh, it, it makes desiring unity over division just seem so much more clearly the mission. And, uh, well, Ben, this has really been a good discussion. I think Megan and I would love to have you come back again in the future. Speak um, for yourself. No. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just well, teasing. Well, we've just that lost hurt. Ben. No, don't get hurt. Shots fired, sucker. No. Uh, no, Ben, it has been a terrific conversation. I'd, I'd love to explore further with you. Your, you know, this, this balance between a historian and a preacher. Um, you know, how, how do we in local churches and in our ministry help our churches to pursue these things more? Um how do we balance that, you know, grip on a commitment to Scripture and what is sound teaching with this desire for unity? Is there a tension? Should there be a tension between the two? Um, those are some things I'd love to explore with you further. Um, so, boy, it's been a great conversation. Absolutely. Listen, you've been a joy, Ben. And one of the things we like to do with our guests before they skedaddle, is that a word? Anyway, that before is, you that's leave. That's an Ohio word. <laughs> by the way, they may use that down in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, it's our East Coast kind of thing. Um, <laughs> before you head out, you know, unity starts with a cup of coffee. So how do you take your coffee? Oh, I take it. 
I, I love it extra hot and I love it black, just straight black. Ah, he likes it bold. Did you guys, did you get that? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Megan heads up the bold movement. So she loves it when people. That's like awesome. Drawing a bold. Yeah, I like bold. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben, listen, we'd love to be able to sit down person to person and have a cup of coffee with you one uh, one time. Maybe that'd be great, uh, or, or we'd have that opportunity in the future. It'd be great to do. But we've sure enjoyed this time with you, and we thank you for joining us. See you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Common Grounds Unity Podcast with Megan and Kevin. Please check out commongroundsunity.org to learn more about who we are. There are plenty of resources, and you can subscribe to the weekly email articles, join the Facebook group, or find our YouTube channel. We've also provided a link in the show notes for comments. You can ask questions or suggest topics and guests. If you would like to partner with us financially, you can do that too through the show notes or on our website. Until next time, God bless. And remember, unity starts with a cup of coffee.